0: Previously in Eastwind, the team was attacked by Skeleton, a large skeleton villain intent on causing chaos at the community center. After a shocking turn of events that left him in his human form, Skeleton revealed to Lab Rabbit that his intention was to get invited to a villain's party being held by Dr. Terror. The Whisper 2 to Taxama was destroyed. The community center was left in shambles and our team of heroes was set to regroup as police descended upon the former skeleton, now known as Dave. What will the fallout be from this event? Will Taxama be okay with their Whisper 2 being broken? Find out at Eastwind number 3, Kato.
1: This is Eastwind, an AAPI, Infinity City story, an actual play using the masks, a new generation system from Magpie Games. We're aimed at exploring what it means to be a hero in the Asian American Pacific Islander community. And this cast and I will combine our unique worldviews to help answer some big and small questions. I'm your GM, Connor. I use he, him pronouns, and I'm at Conador Crunch on Twitter. And you can also find me on Magpie's curated play program where I GM... Not just masks, but Avatar Legends, and you can come play with me literally right now as you're listening to this. And to introduce the cast for this game. I'm Ken Rolo, using he-him pronouns, playing Kai Riley,
0: aka Ignition, with my character using he-him pronouns. Ignition is Ty Dom in Irish and using the Scion playbook, and you can find me at Ken Rolo across the internet.
2: I'm Jordan Nguyen. I use they-she pronouns, and I'll be playing Cherry Chum. Aka LabRabbit, who uses she her pronouns. LabRabbit is Vietnamese and is using the Nova playbook. You can find me on the other Infinity City podcast in the Reclaimers, or you can heckle me on Twitter at Kettlefish Tweet. I'm JPG,
3: he him pronouns, playing Leo de Armas, aka Lancer, with my character using he him pronouns. Lancer is Filipino and is using the Soldier playbook, and you can find me across social media at speakerjpg.
1: So in the immediate aftermath of Skeleton's attack, the three of you are all standing outside of the now, sadly, pretty physically destroyed front of this community center. And I think the police who were here to keep, like, the neighborhood kids from protesting are all now just waking up and seeing the, the wreckage of the events that immediately just preceded this moment. And they're calling in for backup. You all can hear sirens in the distance sort of making their way towards this point. And the kids of this community were all trying to, previously trying to keep a lot of the stuff safe from Skeleton as he was rampaging through. But now that the rampage is over, the reality is setting in. And a lot of these kids look devastated. One, that their community center is being taken away. But two, that a lot of it was just stomped on. Lancer would want to check
3: on Mix Guerrero.
1: They're like opening their office door and there's like rubble everywhere. And I think you can just see like this look of absolutely devastated at the state of this building that they poured their life into. And I think they say, Oh, so it was every bit as bad as
3: it sounded in there, wasn't it? Huh. I'm so sorry, Miss Miss Guerrero. I I don't know what to tell you, but I do want to make sure that you're prepared to go outside. Yeah, yeah. I knew
1: that I was going to have to leave this building today anyways. It's kind of the, the tragic truth of it. I knew that I was only going to be able to stay in here for so long before the Hawkinses got what they wanted out of this place. I just didn't expect it to be destroyed like this, but, and I want to say this, Lancer, I know this isn't your fault. You tried to stop that giant skeleton jerk. I know that you did your best though, and I don't want you to beat yourself up for this
0: outside of the office.
1: Cherry, you see somebody in the group of kids that you recognize. Ralph absolutely grew up taking every art class offered at this community center to the point that he, like, even though he's, he's only, like, your age, 16, 17, 18, somewhere in there, he was teaching art classes as well here at the community center. And I think, like, he, like, is holding, like, the split in half remains of the uh Taksama liminal art painting that you had to use to teleport to Taksama headquarters and he's holding this and he he looks to you and he says, This is all so tragic. I hadn't even seen this piece. I don't know where they kept it, but
2: It was a it was an important one that we kept aside. Yeah, that didn't Go so well.
1: I- yeah, it might have been thrown out anyways, whenever that- those real estate people were coming in, but god, it just- this is tough. This is-
2: I don't know what to do. Was there anything else left behind that you want me to go look for?
1: Yeah, I've got- I've got- just like, in one of the back desks in the art room, I had put, uh, like, a file folder with all the paintings that uh, the kids had given to me. I don't know if it's safe to even go back in there, but if you could get that for me,
2: I would really appreciate it. I can do that. And and she's going to put a handout. Is it okay if I take a look at that painting? I think I might know what to do with it. I want to at least try to return it.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, he'll hand it over to you.
2: She'll roll up the two scraps and just stuff it aside in her jacket and she's gonna go make her way back to the wreckage to see if she can recover those paintings.
1: you go back in there and sure enough they're they're tucked back into that into that desk in like one of the bottom drawers and they look mostly fine. I think there's like a bunch of like drywall that's landed on the desk and covered this file folder with a bunch of that drywall powder. but by and large they're all right.
2: As she's, like, digging through this and looking through the individual pictures, just because she wants to be able to take a look, she's doing everything, like, lifting the cabinet and everything else with just extreme care and ticklessness, even though she knows that it's wreckage. She still yeah. feels bad about, like, making any wreckage go into further rubble, even though she knows that there's no real difference behind it. It's just that those ruins, what you'll call ruins for now, just has value.
1: So as you bring those back, Ralph looks at you and he says, so what was that skeleton guy's deal? Why did he come in here and wreck our community center?
2: He, um, he's just an asshole. <laughs> I, 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 it's, I wish I can give a better reason for it. There really isn't. He's just an asshole who wanted to get some, yeah, he, he just wanted to feel, he thought, like, breaking stuff would make him big and special.
1: Well, either, either way, I'm glad our community's got some heroes like you. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks again.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And she's going to go hand everything over. Yeah, we can. We'll fix this. We'll rebuild it. Just give it time. Yeah, we got powers and stuff. We can build this.
1: I I appreciate that. I know that you all are going to fix it. That's what heroes do. If you ever need anything from me, just let me know. I don't know if I can help, but... No, I'll try my best. I,
2: no, I'm sure of it. We can all do this together. And as she says that as it walks away, her face is just grimacing as she has no idea how she's going to fix any of this.
1: Ignition. You're standing in all this wreckage too. I think you see Lab Rabbit turned away from Ralph. And when she does, she grimaces and you can see that. But then past her off, standing off in the background on the top of one of the buildings overlooking like the plaza where all of this is. You see your mom, Tehran, in costume, just watching.
0: Stunned silence is honestly the first reaction from seeing because it's it's been it's been a good long while. She's in civilian wear,
1: correct? No, no, she's in her villainous costume. And she's not like trying to draw attention. She's not, you know, doing anything menacing. She's just standing and watching and maybe even crouched down a little, but she's in your eyeline and almost like to the degree that it feels like it has to have been intentional. In that case, yeah, I would move yeah. forward
0: to Lab Labrab and be like, try not to make too much of a scene, but we have a pretty high level of supervillain across the street.
2: Sorry, sure we shouldn't make a scene because that's the exact reason to make a scene. That's,
0: let's not give her what she wants. That's exactly what she, she wants to make a scene.
2: Okay, so what's the game plan? Are we just going to let the supervillain go away as they're watching us and possibly linked or responsible for the bad stuff going on after we said that we're going to make the bad stuff go away?
0: We've got to let the Lancer know, again, without making a scene, to not let him know what's going on. He's team lead on this. We don't want to engage with her right now. She's too powerful for us. If anything, I'm curious, if did she put a skeleton up to this? I know he said he did it on his own, but he's trying to impress someone. Was she here to be impressed by him?
2: That's a good question to ask her. If I can get you in and out quickly, I won't engage. Just you clearly have a question that's really important. And whoever that villain is might have an answer. Fair enough. And I
0: can, I have, essentially it would be... It would just be a reworked Apple Watch. It's just tech that uh, he would have t- taken an Apple Watch and reconfigured it so he has a signal to it back and forth, and so essentially it would just be that. wouldn't be like a full hologram
1: to engage with. That just happens. And uh, ignition, you're looking at the the display of this hologram, or maybe it like it, it it's dual holograms on both sides. So you got a hologram on your side, she's got a hologram on her side sort of deal?
0: Yeah, essentially the the readout would pop up on the, the palm. of The gauntlet It extends on down to the fist, and so I can turn over the palm of my hand just like you would... Say if you were like a commander named Cody, it would, that hologram would <laughs> pop up from the palm and hold it in my hand. I repositioned so at least that my back and no one else could see it aside from Lab Rabbit. But also I would have it set so that she could see, so that my mother could see me, but not have it... Projecting Lab Rabbit's presence so that she's not aware that she's there. Even if she can right. see from her vantage point that Lab Rabbit's next to me, my mother cannot see Lab
1: Rabbit's expression and her resp- her expression. Uh, the display activates, and you see the holographic version of Chiron right in front of you. She has the the
0: type of mask from Daft Punk. It's a digital mask oh, that has a display that can adjust and phase out. It can also be shifted to be completely opaque so that the expressions are that of the digital screen or she can, you know, turn it off so that it's just her face.
3: I want to say that she's, like, wearing a crown but the prongs are lightning and, like, they're, like, jagged and evil. Yeah, so your mom
1: has... The opacity for the mask is maybe turned down, right? So that you can see her face. At least... We'll say that it's set to, like, 20% or something. So that... You can see her expressions, and she looks impressed in a way that also denies you respect. It's like a condescending sort of level of of impressed, where she says, You did good, kid. That was a big skeleton
0: you just took down. What do you want? After all this time, you decide to pop up now? I've been working on the scene for at least several months, and you could have stopped by any time, or any time before that, and now you're stopping in when Skeleton does. Did you put him up to this?
1: She scoffs. She says, You, You really don't have time for subtleties, that's strange. You're just a kid. You should really be enjoying your life right now. Look, not that I owe you anything, but I was out of town on business. And I came back to town on business, but... I saw you in the news. I figured it might be nice for me to drop in and find out what you're up to. And as she's saying that, like, she has reactivated the screen on her mask. And as she's talking, it displays, like, the airline ticket that she purchased two months ago for yesterday that brought her back to Infinity City. And there's a Twitter feed of a heist that she was linked to all the way in London. And... Like, that was, like, two days ago. And what she's saying is she's proving true. She yeah. wasn't here. She was out of town on business. Her intentions have nothing to do with Skeleton.
0: He thought it was a, a bigger deal or something. There's something more, far more nefarious just because he knows. He, he has his own expectations. And so it certainly yeah. makes sense that he's, oh, I was foolhardy and I just thought this was about about this and somehow tied to me. But it's just happenstance.
1: So she goes on to say, then... Look, kid, your form is good. You've got a lot of potential. But you really, really need to work on keeping your head on straight. She sees the expression on your face and kind of snorts. She recognizes that sort of rebellious streak. And she says, You're just like me when I was a kid. I never listened to anything half the adults told me. That's what Uncle Shay keeps saying. You know that if you were ever in town. The opacity went back down again, and you can see her face. There's maybe, like, a fraction of a second where you see her eyebrows knit together in, like, indignation, but also a little bit of hurt. And in a flash, it's gone. This was just one micro expression in a host of the million that we make every moment. And she turns away and a very flashy sort of way and uh, when she turns back around the opacity of, of her mask is back up and you can't see her face anymore and she says like i said earlier kid i've just got better things to do and she points her hand at your hologram apple watch and you see a flash of light and it fizzles out
0: so i'm guessing she she destroyed it that's the inference i'm taking
1: yeah if you've got like an active feed monitoring all your up devices that one just goes off. Uh, exactly.
0: Back in Mix Guerrero's office.
1: So Lancer, you were uh conferring uh, with Mel Guerrero. And uh, you get a text message from uh Wizard intern Ryan uh Manalo, who is a I he is also a Filipino immigrant who also lives in this neighborhood. He texts you saying, "Hey, command are getting really upset are you
3: you got any word on when you're gonna be in lancer's walking down the stairs with with mel guerrero and i turn to ignition and i say hey ignition ryan just texted us would you mind if i borrowed one of your holograms yeah no problem at all and ignition is somewhat visibly shaken or just
0: just stunned but he definitely he quickly pulls out an additional Communication device.
3: So I feel like this one is, like, straight up made out of a Tamagotchi. And Lancer texts Ryan, switch to hologram. I, I don't want this tracked. Uh, yeah, I think
1: he also has one of these Tamagotchis. It's, like, just one of the many that, like, Kai probably makes up on his workbench back at home. You get the, the incoming hologram call from Ryan. And, yeah, he looks, like, vaguely distressed, but, like... Casually playing it cool, you can also How- tell he's probably like in a bathroom stall.
3: So, how's spell training going? I'm, I'm still working on light.
1: It's uh, <laughs> yeah, it on. It, yeah, unim- Sorry, do you know when you're gonna be able to get here? They're going absolutely like. There's something big going on, and I have no idea what it is. I think it, it's it's higher up than me at this point, but. The commander told me specifically to find you.
3: Hey, yeah. Uh, Ryan, don't be mad.
1: Uh, me? Mad? No. I only get more anxious. Two of our entry
3: points got destroyed. I think his jaw drops at that. <laughs> and he says, Wait, two? Both of the ones, both at and near the community center, they're they're, they're gone. Unless you can cast something that fixes the the painting that was here. We got nothing, and we're going to need another access point. All right. Look, it's supposed to be a secret,
1: but you can use the one at my dad's store. It's... If you ask him, he'll show you where it is. Just try not to talk to him too much, because you know how he gets... Just... he, he I'll, I'll send him a message... Telling him that it's for official business.
3: Oh, okay. We'll be there as soon as we can. Just maybe stall with us with Commander Lightning. Also, do not bring up any of any social media feeds or anything like that, that has to do with the community center because it's. I know bad? you have something big. It's bad. I know oh. you have something big over there. I think we might have something big over here too. But we'll be there as soon as we can.
1: Okay, okay. And yeah, and he hangs up and the holographic Tamagotchi
3: pips off. I think it makes the poop noise, and that's how it <laughs> that's how it pips off. I turn to Mel Guerrero, and I say, We will be back as soon as we can. Me and the rest of the East One team have to take care of something. You got it stay safe out there and watch
1: out for those hawkins they that's not normal that they disappeared out of my blast proof office that's not supposed to be able to happen and i'm beginning to think that there's way more going on here than i realized is there any type of
0: security like video in in the room like can we check it to see what happened to them because if it's a safe room how did they get out of it that's is it does power
1: dampener so no one can port in or out No power dampeners. I think it's just, like, blast resistant. I think every building in Infinity City, like, built up to, like, modern building code standards probably has to have, like, one superhero incident room, like a storm shelter. Okay, fair enough. So I I do not think that... In terms of, like, security, I think this building, like, as a community building, was just, like, pretty trusting. Like, sure, there would probably be, like, some theft every now and then, but it was, like, it was probably even budgeted for... They don't have any internal cameras in the building. They probably have like a couple on the entrances and exits, mostly like for insurance purposes. But yeah, in terms of like internal cameras in the building, I just don't think they've got any. They look like they look at you and they say, "Yeah. It's the community. Like we all want to keep this stuff safe and protect it and it just it We've never had to go up against a supervillain at the community center before. Unfortunately, it
0: took this event to, to do that. Yeah, yeah,
1: but hopefully, we'll be able to figure out a way to not rebuild because I we don't own this anymore. But we'll f- hopefully we'll figure something out. Ignition
0: would look to Lance and be, hopefully, we can speak with Taxama to see what do we can do to help you in the future.
1: Let's get moving. So the three of you head to Ryan Manalo's father's shop, and it's literally just like a small, like convenience grocery kind of deal. And uh, it's like family owned sort of thing where Ryan's dad is, is the guy sitting behind the counter and he's the jaded level of
3: old man,
1: right? Where it's the guy who just scoffs at everything.
3: and Yeah. there, there are no actual words. If this were a comic, it's just all sound. It's it's all sounds that he's making. He looks up at the three
1: costumed superheroes coming into his grocery stop, and he just like grumbles. Mm. And he just sort of nods towards the back, and he says, "Oh, so I guess he does have to say something." He says, "It's back in the freezer," and he and he points to to like one of the
3: freezers. Just goes back to watch TFC. <laughs> so we've following Lancer just he takes point so mono is basically you take the hand of usually the right hand of the older person and then you press like the top side of their hand like where their knuckles are to your head so I would have had to do that after you do
1: that Lancer I think Ryan's dad just sort of nods and slides you a, a small package of and I'm going to mispronounce this because I always did Postillas. And he says, I guess Ryan wanted those or something. I don't know.
0: And also, as we go into the building, I double check and take a look around just to make sure, you know, are we being followed still? Is anyone else still a little on edge from my mom's appearance?
1: Maybe you're like sweeping the area with some sort of background scanners while you're also just like looking with your own two eyes. Mm-hmm. And no- nothing in this environment is registering as a threat except for the three of you. And so the realistically, the most dangerous things here are the three of you. Gotcha. So Ryan's dad's not a threat actually. Okay. He's just a grocery store owner who, who gets paid to operate another Texama whisper tube. The three of you head back to, you know,
3: how freezers are in, in like grocery stores and stuff. This looks just like that. So when we do get into the freezer, we do get transported, but I think commander lightning reroutes the transport. And oh. we're just in the middle of the meeting?
2: It's it's even worse that when I get ported in because the two ripped pieces of the old painting just, like, flutter out in the wind onto the, like, the council table.
1: Ryan is, like, reaching his hand out for the package of candy but sees the painting and just, like, slowly lowers his hand back down. <laughs> and Commander Lightning says, that's some entrance.
3: I 100% military button up and give him a salute. I don't think the other two do.
2: I think she is. There is a crumpling of the bag sound as she holds it close to her chest. But she will also be like to do a salute.
0: I, if I can also insert something, there's a panel of Labrabbit just like swallowing just a mouthful of half chewed candy.
2: I'm putting that out there.
0: It's not my character, so I'm just I'm saying. Okay. No,
2: I'm totally down for that.
1: And so uh, pastillas are like a milk candy. They're very chewy and. If you have like a mouthful of those, it's gonna
0: be hard to swallow. As far as ignition, he does straighten up a bit, but doesn't strike a full kind of, at attention pose. But he does straighten up it, it, in their presence of of the commander lightning.
1: Yeah, and because I think it it's commander lightning in this room, Ryan, the intern wizard, and probably like three support staffers whose jobs are like vaguely defined, but they're like the they're the Taksama red shirts, and they've all got like file folders or something the torn in half painting flutters down on the center of the table the and I think it's like more magical in nature for sure like it like the aesthetic is magical but I do think that there are like swirling holograms and I don't know if maybe like it's just like some sort of spiral shaped candle or something but it's it looks very like magic-y and yeah you have to light it to activate the holograms because I love the idea of a candle that has magic holograms coming up out of the flame. And the holograms are of the Hawkinses. Commander Lightning says, At ease, all of you, look, I appreciate you all showing up. Just uh, try and be a little bit more punctual next time. Look at you, Lancer. I expected a little bit better. He sort of gestures to uh, the seats uh, surrounding the table, and he says... If you all are ready, I can start my briefing. Ryan, take the whisper tube trigger back to get repairs done. We can hang it up in the community center again later. And uh, Ryan like respectfully picks it up and exits the room. And that, at that point, Akai
0: speaks up, that might not be an option commander. The Hawkins are now in the community center. How's that going to affect our boot, our, our whisper tube status? wait how do you know these names we heard them when what? when they were talking when they were they when we showed up they were already talking to mel and
1: saying i'm going to need you to go in reverse like back before all the stuff that you just said you're telling me that the hawkinses bought the community center the community center is destroyed and that's not great so we're already starting behind folks Good news. Already starting behind. I was calling you all in today because we had gotten intelligence that they had just come back to America. And now you're telling me that not only are they back, they've already purchased one of our assets
3: and taken it from us? Sir, there's there's a few other pieces. And I look to LabRabbit and I kind ca- of whisper, tell him about the party.
2: She is going to nod back, and then there are three panels of her chewing the candy and trying to finish it extremely distressed. And then fourth panel down is a gulp, and then a page official, she'll like, straighten up again. It's like, right, the attacker, the, the assailant of the of the proper center was this miscellaneous guy here, and she'll like show the selfie she took with him. We ended up together. We were able to take him down and make sure that there are no casualties. Unfortunately, there was damage to the center. And he had a personal confession that there was this meeting of other potential villains, baddies, or other crooks that are associated that he wanted to be in association with. And that is our belief of why he was attending. So... There is information. I don't know how connected it is with the Hawkins, but it was simultaneous.
1: I'll tell you exactly how to connect those two, because even though these... And he scowls over at the three red shirts. Even though these pencil pushers didn't know that the Hawkinses had moved this far, they were able to secure the schedule for for the younger one. Uh, And he snaps his fingers... What's his name? What's his, and one of the Taksama analysts says that that would be, uh, that would be Earl, sir. Earl is the young one. And uh, he says, right, Earl Hawkins. So for you, those of you that don't know, the Hawkins is, are one of the most ruthless families in magic right now. And they've been trying to seize just about every source of magic for themselves. And it does seem like Earl is going to be at the retirement party for a supervillain. So it's actually good news that you're able to get an asset that can get you in because you're going to need into that party so that we can figure out the rest of their plans.
2: Um, sir?
1: Um, If you give me bad news one more time...
2: Cherry looks at the other two, seeing if they're going to do it first.
3: (laughs) I think you both look at me, (laughs) sir. Our contact, quote-unquote, may already be in police custody. But we can take him out. Legally?
1: Like, the next panel is Ignition going legally with a question mark? (laughs) I mean, if we're fast. Can he get you into the party?
3: I think he... May you need some sort of immunity, sir? I'll try and arrange what I can,
1: but that's going to be a pretty big ask. We might have to run this one off the books. Which is where your strength as a team lies the most.
2: That's a really... Yeah, I think we can do that.
3: So the next mission is infiltrating this party?
1: Yeah. I'll... uh, I'll get Ryan to draw the contract up, so that way we can get you outfitted with your newest power. I did have, I know I'm asking a lot of you right now, Lancer, but I did have another case pending that I was going to call you in for today, before I was alerted to this Hawkins situation. Do you think
3: you can handle two contracts at once? As long as they're written up in in the ways of magic, I'm pretty sure I can take it from, I'm pretty sure I could take both. Good. I'll
1: have Ryan bring both to you as soon as he's done getting that painting repaired. Is there anything else that I should know? There's. I have
0: some good intel, Commander, that Tehran is back in town.
1: Okay, that's. Look, that's not great news, but that's acceptable.
2: I, I think right, right below that speech bubble, there's like a smaller speech bubble of cherries that just says. Oh, (laughs) like things are finally clicking. Like that makes sense now.
1: Commander Lightning says, all right, we'll make sure to come up with a couple of contingencies for if anything happens on that front, but keep Lancer updated. He's your point of contact to get to me and just let's try and win this, please. Let's just try and win this. The Hawkins, I don't want to unnecessarily intimidate you all, but They've stolen multiple, they've stolen multiple magical wells, and there are a couple in Infinity City, but nothing on the scale that should be drawing them in. Nothing that we're aware of. That's it's hard to say why they're they're here in in town now at this time because they shouldn't be. So whatever's here, it's got to be something big because. That's the only thing that draws them
2: in. And then Cherry raises her hand. Is there anything that we should get as a heads-up or warning about them in case we're to engage?
1: Don't let them drain the life force out of you is probably going to be my, my first bit of advice, but I've got some files on on all three of them that, that you can take with you. It'll have information that you
2: should be able to use to uh, your advantage. Oh, wait, so are they vampires? Because they look like vampires.
1: Commander Lightning chuckles at that in the only way that he can, which is like gruffly. And he says, they're not vampires, but. Shoot. Maybe they are. Oh, they're, let me say this. They're not Dracula.
2: They're kind of their own thing. Okay. They're not Dracula's. Oh, (laughs) don't know how to use that information, but all right. So more like a succubus commander?
3: How many garlic bullets do I need for this?
2: Two of them are male, so I guess Incubus?
1: What in the wild world of Dungeons & Dragons
3: are you asking me? It, you know, um, we'll review mission parameters as soon as we can connect with Ryan and, and your other points of contact. We should probably get started on this, though. Yeah, yeah.
1: Just uh, head on down to the supply room... Ryan will meet you down there. I'll send him that way.
3: After the meeting.
1: The three of you head through the halls of the Taksama building. And I say building, but this large, almost maybe even not necessarily labyrinthine. I think it is like very open, but it's sprawling and maybe even impossibly big. And outside of every window that you pass by, you just see... Large ripples of mystical energy swirling probably just a few feet away from the windows themselves. Because the Taksama headquarters is actually positioned right on the edge of magic. And so it overlooks the thing that Taksama has dedicated itself to protecting, which is magic. And you all continued through these headquarters and make your way to the supplies room where Ryan meets you there. And he's got files for you all already ready with uh, different mission briefs about the Hawkinses and what they
3: can and can't do and that sort of stuff. Does Ryan already have the the contracts for Lancer? He does. So I think what happens is that I do have to sign it physically, but it's I have to sign it. I was thinking the type of tattoo ink that, that, oh gosh. Is it Igoro? I have to look this up now, but yeah, there's a type of tattooing that, that Filipino culture has where it's like the hammer and needle tattooing. And I think I have to sign with that particular ink. Yeah. So it's not, I'm not tattooing myself. I just have to like sign it with the ink.
1: The first contract is, I think, labeled, like, Hawkins contract. The second contract is labeled Snake Cult contract. The first one, the Hawkins contract, is, I think it's a one-week contract because it's high stakes. It's urgent. They want this done as soon as possible to find out what the Hawkins want and to stop them because this is something that like the viewer would see while cherry is reading her file it's it it shows just like the aftermath of scene after scene of like places that the hawkins go to and leave in ruins and to the point that there aren't survivors that they can ask what happened and so nobody is totally sure what has happened but this has happened Probably in the last 15 years, it's happened six times. Where just there's spots on the map that are just left destroyed. And brimming with just like magical fallout. The power is advanced regeneration. And then the snake cult contract. You're seeing that... um. There is a snake cult that has become active in Infinity City as well. And intelligence resources have them using one of... How many ever bodies of water are in Infinity City? There's probably, like, many. I think they've narrowed it down to two that the snake cult are going to try to use to summon their giant, like, snake deity that they worship from some sort of parallel dimension or multiversal plane or something like it it gets very heavy into the magic uh, jargon of it all but essentially like some cult jerks are trying to summon a giant evil snake to eat like maybe the world but i don't like this snake has never been summoned before so like the analysts weren't even sure It, it like for like they but they want you to to either prevent the summoning or if necessary kill the snake deity whichever one you can do and uh, for that i think you can g- grow giant raven wings like you don't always have them you can grow them and then dismiss them sort of thing Oh,
3: okay so i got both contracts i think that at the end of this episode though i think the last panel that i have to, uh that that uh, I I would show if this were a comic, is Lancer looks down at the second contract and looks up, and thinks to himself, "I have to kill something." And that's where we're cutting this episode.
1: A special thanks to Elliot of Infinity City, who has donated his time to support marginalized stories by editing this podcast. You can find Elliot at Podcaster Elliot on Twitter, where you can find links to all of his amazing work. Also, a special thanks to Indy Malay Chinese content creator who composed the intro music for Eastwind, an AAPI Infinity City story. You can find Indy on Twitter at It's Mr. Mask, and you can make sure to check out their work on Dice Comics at Dice Comics as well. Finally, a special thanks to Ralph Ballesteros, our Manila based Filipino concept artist for Ignition, Lab Rabbit, and Lancer. You can find Ralph's work and see if his commissions are open
3: on Instagram at The Milkfish Arts. Thank you so much to Connor and the rest of the cast for putting on another great actual play. Our hope is to create a space where an AAPI audience is inspired to do more for their community.
0: We encourage our listeners to support reputable AAPI nonprofits that keep our community safe.
2: We cannot stay quiet when one of us in the community is hurting. So we encourage you to check out stopaapihate.org to report incidents of hate and to take advantage of its care resources. We play heroes on air,
3: but we hope that you can be a hero to someone in need. Thank you again for listening, and please remember, it is better to light a candle than to curse the darkness.